Splinters of Jade is a thriller podcast and may contain material not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Splinters of Jade, the Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game actual play podcast. Your game master is Chris Garvey. And you're shocked that witch hunters haven't come in and tested all this stuff. Kuniguru is played by Buell Richardson. There are many philosophers. You just have to understand the philosophy. Kitsugi Akira is played by Steve Lanslow Bartolome. I'm putting him out at a disadvantage for a bit. And Yogo Sojabo is played by Bren Thorson. This guy is the epitome of not my job. Now, on with our show. We open up in the market and we see Yoga Sojabo and Sai carrying spiritual necessities, boxes of pressed tea, jugs of spirits such as sake, shoju, and even rum. They are just now perusing and meandering because they have some time. Meanwhile, we cut over to Kitsuki Akira, who has found his way into a textile shop. Oh, what can I do for you? Ah, hello, good sir. I'm going to need some tarps for an expedition. Hmm. Well, luckily you're here, not in the Crane Lands. Hmm. I've got tarps aplenty. How big a piece do you need? I can roll off some and cut it to custom fit if you need. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's figure this out. And then I need uh, air and survival. Yep. Okay. So. Or you could do fire, because you might be theorizing. Just let me know what you decide to do. I'll do air. And this is just a TN2. Okay, well, I got it. Two success, one opportunity. Opportunity is noticing something else I may need that is not immediately obvious. Uh, he has a sewing kit that caught your attention. All right, uh, we're going to need this much, this much, and perhaps that sewing kit as well. Ah, so you are being prepared. He goes over, grabs the sewing kit, sets it on the counter. Uh, it'll be a moment for me to close the seams after I cut off your tarps. Of course. So you hear the renting of the fabric under a knife. 
And then, yeah, while he's back there, I'm just going to look around, see if anything else catches my eye. All right. Go ahead and do a. Uh, hmm. Let's go ahead and do another survival, this time with water. As you're just surveying the area. All right. It's a TN2. Okay. Two success, two strife, and one opportunity. All right. Where is the strife coming from? Hmm. I see. I think I can spend that uh, opportunity to negate one of the strife, correct? Unless you want to use it for something else. Yeah. Don't think there's anything else I do want to use it for. Uh, you can negate both of those with that, technically. You can remove two strife from here. Oh, I'm in water, so... Okay, yeah, I'll negate both of them. All right. So no... So it ends up being just two success. Yes. All right. So, as you're looking around, you see that in the back he has some backpack sort of wood frame. He probably uses it for uh, transporting rolls of fabric. It catches your attention. You might be able to negotiate with him to purchase it off of him. Okay. Oh, I got the tarps ready for you. Oh, Anything else I can do for you today? I actually was thinking uh, we are traveling without uh, retinue, and we do have quite a bit. Uh, I was looking at your uh, backpack type thing. Uh, perhaps you are willing to sell that. It's... uh needed for my job to transport around these uh, whole rolls of fabric. Sometimes I have to make deliveries and they can get pretty heavy. Oh, yes, I understand if you are reluctant. Um, I figure that that would be useful in our journey. Perhaps you can tell us uh, where we can, where I can um, purchase one. Made it myself. Had to go out into the Woods to the east, and build it myself. Hmm. Perhaps I can make a deal to purchase that one and give you enough uh, supplies to go out and make another. Uh, how much do you figure on offering me? And you can do a commerce roll. Uh, okay. Depending on how you want to go about it, it's probably going to be a water roll. Because okay. uh, you may be trying to charm, you're doing a bit of an exchange. Yeah. See, to water, I do not have any commerce. This is TN2. <laughs> hmm, don't want to keep that. You're going to let the good times roll? Yeah. Come on, come on. Oh, it's being slow. It's being really slow. Yeah, mm. so far it's four successes, three strife, and waiting on one more black explosion. 
And that strife is coming from, well, I'm putting him out at a disadvantage for a bit. There, I rolled one for you. Okay, great. Because <laughs> the computer didn't seem to want to work that time. No. All right, what do you want to do with that opportunity? You are in water stance, so you could negate two of those three strife. I'm going to notice um previously hidden detail that would help him in um, and of rebuilding or making another one. Well, I've got a detail for you, but it's not specifically in that vein. Okay, well, uh, I'll take that detail then. You remember the water merchant? Yeah. Their stall didn't have any sort of covers, so the water was in direct sunlight. And so they were having to really shift things around to keep the water in the shade and keep it cool. Okay. This reminds me of a funny story. So at one of the places I lived, there was a, as I walked past or drove past on the road, there was this neighbor with a huge stump in his yard and next door, his neighbor had a stump removal service. So I was like, Hmm, I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hmm, okay. So I quote a decent price and, and a bit of information. Uh, you know, the water merchant. Run, I think your name is. Uh, Ni. Yeah. Uh, you know the water merchant, uh, Ni. She might have need of tarps because at the moment her water is out in the sun and she has to move them around to keep them cool. Oh. Now, if you wouldn't mind going and talking to her for me, I have to. Hold down the fort here. I can, uh, I'll, I'll sell you the backpack for you. All right. I shall return. So. Back again for water? Actually, no. I I was just at the top merchant. I, and I noticed that you have no covers for your water, so you have to move them around to keep them cool. Oh, yes, it is backbreaking labor, but when you're taking care of the thing you love, does it really work in the end? Oh, no, of course not. But I have an idea that may make your life a little easier. Perhaps I can speak with the top merchant and he can sell you a cover. If you is a go-between between you and, and the top merchant. Uh, excellent. You know, I don't know how much a tarp is, but money is always tight, and I have to labor very hard. Of course, of course. Here, let me measure your uh, stall for you. And measure measure out the stall. All right, we're just going to fade to black on this scene because it's going to be you going back and forth. Yes, for a while. For a while. We cut over to Kuniguru and Toritaka Koyu, who are just leaving the weapons merchant. Their uh, arms are full with bundles of arrows, a new Yumi, 
and a very fancy katana. Where to next? I have gotten the supplies that I most required, and most other things are being taken care of by your friends. That is true. Though, what is the road like between here and the Torataka Castle? (laughs) If only there were a road. Most of it will be traveling through the backwoods, just skirting around the Shinoman Forest. There's some dirt roads that lead between some small villages, but there isn't much. And most things aren't very direct. So a bit of tooling would be of use for firewood fires. Chris, remind me, was somebody getting fire-making material? Like flint and steel and uh, all that? I think that would have fallen under what they'd expect you to get. <clears throat> so, Gru looks around for a place where we can get some flint and steel, some uh, small hand axes for firewood, and for possible chopping of uh, vines and whatnot. And he also thinks about what might be needed or useful at Toritaka Castle to basically bring something with him. That way, when they get there, they've got a gift to give to the, the Toritaka. All right. Uh, you go around and you find a little tool shop. And next to it is a shop of curios. So you have your options there. Do you want to go in and look at the weird, cool stuff? Or the pragmatic equipment for your everyday use? We'll start with the pragmatic equipment because we are trying to get stuff that we need to get us where we're going. All right. So you go in and you find tools of all sorts, small hand hammers, hand saws, axes. Uh, They've got uh, just whatever, mostly for woodworking equipment. And, you know, there's nothing like nails because that's not used in that culture. Everything is made by tight-fitting wood joints. Or wooden dowels. Yep. I'm looking through them. Take a look at some of the small hand axes for woodcutting. Appraise the edge on them and the steel. It's how how, uh, long it would last before needing a sharpening and if they've got a sharpening uh gear because i don't they think do i have actually... some files that you can use for sharpening so there's there are options there okay 
Also, like I said, look for uh, flint and steel for creating uh, fires. All right, go ahead and do a survival water because you're kind of surveying the area. And I'll let you know exactly what you find that you can buy. TN2. Holy moly. <laughs> Interesting roll. Yes. Uh, so for the listeners, blank, blank, success. Exploding success with strife, success. Yeah, the blanks were on my skill dice. All right. How is the strife coming in that you have? I'm looking at this. These axes and seeing as how they're not well taken care of. Yeah, I understand that the peasantry doesn't need to have really well maintained tools. But as someone who is very into weapons and maintaining them and keeping them in good condition, seeing even tools that aren't that are taken for granted. I may not be a Caillou, but it's still it's the come on, take care of the equipment. Keep your axes nice. Probably find a few of them that are actually pitted with a little bit of rust. And with the number of successes you got, I'm actually going to see you actually found the one good axe that was in there. And this is just a small hand axe. You can cut down bamboo pretty easily with it. You can chop some basic firewood. So nothing too extravagant in size. It's nice and lightweight. It's a woodcutter's axe. Also find a wood frame and you find several wood frames for carrying such stuff as firewood on your back. So a little back, couple backpacks that you could buy. And two other things caught your attention. You're not sure if you want it or not. One is a planer. So a wood carving tool that makes the wood flat. And you found a chisel set. She's going to take the axe, grab. He's thinking about who is in the party. He's going to get grab two of the or actually one of the uh, backpacks because he does not expect that Akita or Sojabo would be willing to have one on his on their backs. Inside definitely needs to be able to move if we get into combat. And he would not even dare think about asking Toyotaka Koyu to wear a frame like this. So he's picking up one for himself that so he can carry a lot of the stuff. He's going to grab the chisel set. And he contemplates the plane planer. Most of Koyu. Koyu-san, do you have many woodworkers within the Toritaka castle? No, not particularly. Hmm. It's just, this plane is a, it's actually a decent make of a plane. 
planner. I was thinking maybe it would make a nice gift to someone in the castle. But if you don't have many woodworkers, then it's not as, as useful as I was thinking. Like I said, he does take the, the axe, one of the frames, and the chisel set. You know, we're combining those. All right. So you get up to the counter with everything. Going on a journey. Yes, called the journey of life. I'm always on a journey here, there, and everywhere else. Oh, a philosopher, huh? Didn't think there were many of those here in our crab family. There are many philosophers. You just have to understand the philosophy. The end of a Tetsubo can be a very poignant philosophical argument. But you sounded like a student of the little teacher. No, I'm just a student of life, unfortunately. Well, he kind of eyes what you've gathered. That'll be a koku for the lot. Gru looks it over. He appraises everything based on what he knows of the construction and all that. Yes, he's going to make sure that he's going to get his worth. What would... uh? A koku for all of that sounds pretty good. He'll hand over the koku. Also, you should take better care of your axes. This is the only one that was actually worth anything in in your whole batch. I keep them how I find them. Yes, but if they are better kept, you can get more money from them. We'll see what state I get them in. And Gru gathers everything up, takes the frame and starts putting stuff on it. He pops it on his back. This guy is the epitome of not my job. Yes, yes, he is. And Gru is leaving before he says anything that is inappropriate. He's going to go over to next to the, the curio shop. All right. There's all sort as you go in there, it's almost overwhelming. There are stuff on shelves from the floor to the ceiling. And there are things you've never seen before. And you're shocked that witch hunters haven't come in and tested all this stuff for the any Maho. There are two-headed snakes there's a weird half fish half monkey mummified creature hanging off the ceiling there are things in jars that you're not sure what they are there are hands there's a mummified monkey's forearm and hand other than taxidermy things you can find pieces of wood saying that 
This was a burnt piece of wood that was struck by lightning from a sauna woe. And other oddities like that. Scraps of cloth that claim to have been worn by the kami. If you want to look for anything specific, let me know what sort of thing you're looking for. And I can give you some options after you roll. Mostly Guru is just looking to see what's there. And out of the corner of his eye, he's keeping an eye on Koyu as her reaction to stuff to see if anything intrigues her. So it's pretty much what he's doing. Not really looking for anything in particular, unless something that might make a good gift to possibly her father. Oh, she's going around. She's looking at different things. She finds a piece of gold that's shaped in a triangle and has what looks like an eye carved on it. She kind of looks at it, holds it up to the light, puts it back down, and keeps looking around. Go ahead and roll either meditation, theology, or commerce and this will be a water check for as you're surveying around i'll let you know what you find based on what you roll on and off of which skill i'm doing a a theology roll wow strife is getting there oh and i'm not telling you the tn so you do have a void point from this Keep those uh, four successes, the two strife. All right. The strife is definitely coming from just all this weird, strange stuff. Like what here is tainted, what's not, what's possibly tainted, what's not. Uh. So uh, one thing that you see that really catches your attention is a skull. And it is a Nino skull. It's just very off-putting for you. But it catches your attention. Your eyes just keep going back to it. Uh, When you get closer, you see it's been carved. And it tells a story of a Phoenix clan member who married a Nino. Guru's looking at it, holding his hand, looking at the, the carving. Looks around to see if he can he sees the uh, proprietor of the stall. It's a. Uh... Frail old man, just kind of sitting way back in the corner. Basically keeping an eye out on everything? As best he can. You can see he's really squinting at everything. trying, Really trying to peer with his eyes watching you. And probably he's just seeing a blurry blob move around his shop. I'll bring the skull over to him. Where did you get this? 
Oh, this. Uh, and he feels it. Oh, yes. That was brought here from the Phoenix Lands long time ago. It was traded to me for a locket that was given to me by some unicorn. The unicorn gave the locket to me in exchange for a pair of chopsticks. See, I don't much care for getting coin. I'd rather have the stories and the items. But coin never hurts. You cannot... uh, does this interest you? It is very intriguing. It has a way of drawing the eye. I am actually curious as to the full story of the skull. You'd have to go to the Phoenix Lands or find a story and a philosopher. I'm told that a phoenix married a nino and he went to the undersea kingdom and he spent three years there when he came back the lands had changed Mm. everything was different for here in Rokugan, it was not three years, but three hundred years. Everyone he knew had grown old and died. Why it is written on a Nino's skull, I do not know. If you were to find out, I'd love to hear the story. Oh, I am. I would be more than happy to tell you the story if I ever find out the full. Yes, I would. I am interested in it because it is such a curiosity. And unfortunately, I don't have my rule book near me, so I can't just look up uh, Reflections of Panku. <laughs> How much would you want for it? I do not really have anything in trade. He lifts his nose to the air, does a little sniff. I smell something of a curiosity on you. Are you certain you don't have anything? That I am willing to trade? I have many things on me. What is it you actually smell? Not certain. But I can always smell a good story. Oh, there are many stories that can be told. Not all come from items. And Guru will start relating the story of the new sword he's picked up. 
he'll give some t- teases of that. He tells a bit of the story of the uh, summer Summerlands and the sword that was found there. He tells a bit of the story of the travels from Kutsuki Kuni Market, not Kuni uh, Castle, and they fight with the goblins and the skeleton. Just a little bit of each of these. See, there is stories as in many things. I can agree with that. But I'm assuming you're talking about an item that has a story. I'd prefer that, but... Ah, oh, you've spun such a good yarn that... Um, I would like to give you something for the stories. Uh, one moment. And without looking, he reaches over. He opens up a box. He feels around. And he pulls out a bag. He reaches into the bag. And you hear a clicking noise of something hard hitting something hard. Rue cocks, cocks his head to the side as uh, he's reaching in with a, hmm, I wonder what's in there. Your story of cutting through space and time to travel from one place to another reminded me of the story of these. And he reaches out and sets the bead, uh, sets the bag in your hand and inside are a bunch of stone beads cut and polished from different types of stone uh, and of many different colors. I do not know if they will work in your sword, but at the very least, they can be of use in one way or another. I will have to find out the stories of this from them themselves. And once I find out their story, I will also come back and tell you their story. I look forward to hearing your stories. As for the skull... Yes? If you have nothing physical to trade for it... Then I shall take some coin, whatever you think is fair. Looking around at this guy's shop and the fact that he's blind and everything. Gurus thinks, and he's actually going to be very generous. And give him two koku. He is an older gentleman and. You should not have to work too much. And Gru basically takes his hand, puts the two koku in his hand, and then closes his hand over them. This is more than generous enough. Try to relax and enjoy yourself, grandfather. 
and Gru will bow a little to him and then head out. And Tartaka Koyu will follow you out. We cut over to Yogo, Sojabo, and Sai, who have their hands full with bottles of sake, shoju, and even rum. They've got some other things such as blocks of tea and other amenities. And as they're walking down the street, they are run into by a another samurai who knocks him to the ground and in the commotion gets up to leave. Excuse you, sir. He just flippantly waves his hand and keeps on going. You just see his back. Grasp it with Earth. Sigh after him. All right, we cut over to Yogo Sojabo and Tortaka Koyu, who've just left. Wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, don't you mean Kuniguru and Yo? Is that what? <laughs> okay, I'm, okay. I'm tired. Yeah. And, yeah. Splinters of Jade is a work of fiction and is not affiliated with Edge Entertainment. Fantasy Flight Games, or Asmodee International. Music is used with permission from Darren Curtis. More of his music can be found on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, or his website, darrencurtismusic.com. Our logo was designed by Nix and Amelia. More of her art can be found on Etsy. Recording, editing, and sound design is by Bren Thorson. Story is conceived by Chris Garvey. You can follow us on Twitter at at SodgePodgeRPG, Facebook at Facebook.com backslash SodgePodRPG, and SodgePodRPG.Podbean.com. You can message us at SodgePodRPG at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your podcast player of choice. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you can't grasp J-Strike it, grasp it with Earth.